All right, so like imagine your back is like a piano, okay? So or your whole body, all the way from um, if you th if you and you open up the hood on a piano, like. Yeah. This. Like you, like I've had a ton of neck pain for the last two months. So that's why I went. Okay. The dude literally, like it's not even like he's, he's it's like a comp, it's a deep tissue thing, but he's doing it very gently, and he basically just moves. Imagine your back has you know these different piano strings wrapped on top of each other. So one's on top of another, and that's whenever you you remember you know have like knots in your back or whatever, yeah. and people are like, let me work that out, right? That's essentially what's going on. They're not aligned properly. So when you go to the chiropractor, they're not necessarily fixing the, the fascia or the the you know the the muscle and the and the ligaments that are there they're not necessarily putting them back in a in the correct place they're just fixing one area <clears throat> that you're having a lot of pain from and so they basically take the idea it's like if something hurts up here on the top of your spine like on the left side more it's probably coming down from your ankles no, I have so let's that. start all the way there and he dude he basically went around my whole body dude and like i went in there with serious neck pain i left there and it was still sore but it, but it was way better than whenever I got yeah. there. Today and yesterday, it it's felt gone. great. It's basically gone. Damn. Damn. And I don't believe in none of this shit, bro. Like, I, you know what I mean? I do, but like, I'm just like, I don't, you know, I'm not biased one way or the other. There's modern medicine that I think works. And then there's like, you know, Eastern uh, oriented medicine or yeah. alternative medicine yeah. that I think works. But dude, this is called Rolfing. It started by this chick named Ida Rolf who died in 1978, was born in the late 1800s, basically dedicated her whole life to like figuring out a holistic medicine for people and their problems. And she found that this was basically it. If you can have all these things in line, like your body's going to work way more. You're not going to be hunched over. You're not going to have all these sort of skeletal problems. And she studied everything from like, Damn. you know, hardcore uh, practices in America. I think she started it. She went somewhere in the U.S., like in New York, I think, for her uh, bachelor's degree, got a master's in Germany, got a PhD in Germany, came back, uh, studied yoga for 10 years, like dedicated her life to it. And this book came out about Rolfing in 1978 and uh, had this 62-year-old hippie named Brian Beard who hooked me up and it was badass. He, he fucking, he got me sorted, man. Dude, that's uh, what uh, Ariosti, have you heard of that? Nah, what's Ariosti? that? It's like uh, they they come to my company every now and then okay. to give like presentations. Is and it ATC? Is what they call that, or is it different? No, it's called Arasti or something. Arasti, okay. Yeah. And um, they do like deep tissue, like injuries and like um, physical therapy. And they will like one thing they were talking about was like if you have lower back pain, yeah, that's usually because your back is trying to compensate because actually your um, so ads. Um, yeah, right here. What is it called? Soads. Your soads, like your. Um, Dude, he worked on my. Are your hip flexors like or your your hip flexors? Oh, okay, yes. And uh, and he'll and like what they were saying is like sometimes they have to get under the abdomen and work. Like literally have to stick their hands under the abdomen and it's extremely painful. One of my coworkers went and did it, and he was saying that after. That was done. Like his back just felt like relieved, yeah, dude. Because like you're. It, all this is like bringing you down. You sit so much, this gets tight. Bro, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to start trying to go to him like probably once every few weeks. 
How much um, is it? How much? It was 150 it? for the first one, and it's okay. 125 for consecutive ones afterwards. Hmm. Uh, so you know, I'm not saying I'm gonna do it all the time. No, yeah. But like for me personally, I kind of want to go because sometimes I wake up with this like bro knot in my back. Oh, it's like it's well, it's like it's like one point. It's it's almost feels like a like a a nerve ending is like messed up right there uh-huh. to where Shit. it's like a pinch. In like just one spot that I'll sometimes wake up and I'll feel that pinch. Bro, Damn, that's he, he talks about this one thing where it says you go in and you either lengthen or you shorten. So he says if you're shortening, there's something going on inside you that's very bad. Like if Max would have gone to him whenever he had appendicitis, for example, he would have been like, no, we can't do anything today. Like that's, he senses that shit. That's like, so weird. I was sitting on the shitter. And I was just thinking about how bad my back hurt. <laughs> you really? guys are talking about it. Dude, you know yeah. what you just made me think about? What's that? Well, so, I mean, dude, here's the thing. It does relate to musicians. Everybody who's a hardcore musician, unless they have a stand-up desk, which I fucking commend you if you do. But for everybody else, we're all leaning the fuck over oh, yeah. all the time, looking at a computer screen, looking at our phones, and it's really bad for you dude Dude, it's really bad for you and, bro, and i've been in pain and I, like and I work, serious pain i work a fucking desk months. job too bro and I, I i go work a desk job and then i come back and sit in front of the computer more to make music i know same dude. it fucks me up it's the exact same yeah. thing it's fucked yeah. yeah at least i stand at work and then yeah. that chair sucks <laughs> the one you have it does suck like it, it makes you have to lean over you can't like just sit up like in it like you have to like actually lean over. Yeah, right. I'm trying to lean back as far as I can. Yeah, like you want to be leaning back and then <laughs> yeah. up. But yeah. uh, but anyway, um, it does suck. But hey, so, you, you know what you made me think about though? What's that? Um, so I bought this audiobook. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Power versus Force. Okay. And uh, it literally talks about like the levels of consciousness. Um, whenever interesting. You, yeah. So like the, the, the levels very, of consciousness. Levels what do you of mean? consciousness. So at the at the very bottom, um, the the con the. Mm-hmm. The most bottom level of consciousness is shame. So when you're feeling shameful, like you're in the worst place, that's you, like you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're not really in consciousness. You're at the very lowest that's level of crazy. consciousness. And then he starts like going up the levels of consciousness where he starts going up to like, uh, after like, for example, like above shame, there's a few others and then you get to fear and then, and then, and then a few others after you get the courage okay. I think or actually, actually be and like under courage is anger. Okay. And then, uh, and then you start going up this paradigm. Uh, What's of, the top? At the top is enlightenment, and like only, like barely ever certain individuals ever get there. But, um, anyways, they were talking about like people that can sense things, and they're at a certain level of consciousness that they can actually feel whether um, that thing, like whatever they're sensing, is like weak or strong, right? And so, like, one, like in the book, the dude was saying, which is fucking crazy. He was saying, like, you know, you can tell when a person is telling the truth or when they're lying just by seeing if your arm goes weak or strong. It was kind of weird. Like, the book itself is super scientific and super dry. Huh. But he was saying a lot of things um, that, and and, and a lot of concepts of that are, like, really spiritual. So he, like, he's, like, a um, psychiatrist and, like, a studier of, like, spirituality, but in the most, like, in the most fundamental scientific way. He's, like, explaining everything. And he was also saying like about like physical therapy, like a lot, like a lot of these therapists can actually like feel their patients because they're at a certain level of consciousness where they can tell if something's wrong with them. And that, uh, what you said made me think of that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's some crazy ass shit. Cool ass book. And like he, power versus force. And he was saying that like, for example, force, the forceful paradigms of consciousness are like anger and fear and courage because everything is like by force. 
right? And then you start getting to the higher levels of consciousness, which is like uh, neutrality, love, um, peacefulness, and life just starts flowing on its own, right? right? And that <clears throat> has way more power. And so he yeah. was talking about the things like policies and politics. He was talking about like a lot of these other like uh, totalitarian governments, like all those things always fail because they're that like what they're transmitting is through a level of consciousness of force, not through power. Right. And and um, it made me think of like like for example, a lot of these European countries, which are a little more like socialistic policies, but everything is geared to the like the betterment of society. Right. And they still cultivate a capitalist economy, but they make they take care of their people. And it, it, it turns into like a much happier st- standard of living. For sure. And all that's and like those communities are thriving. And so it just made me think of all that super I mean, dope. And it made me think of like mu- music um, and like the creative aspect. Like I, have fe- like I have seen myself like live in those lower paradigms. And like right now, I'm usually always like, I could, I could, I could honestly say like I'm always in the neutrality phase. Like, like you're always shifting, obviously. Right. But I could say like I'm definitely a lot in the neutrality phase because like n- rarely anything ever phases me. Whether it's like like I get excited about things, yeah, and or like I get you know bummed, but like it doesn't really. I don't really dwell on anything. You know, I'm I'm pretty neutral about anything that happens to me. And I like when I was listening to this book, it actually happened to me that I got a flat on the way to work. And usually I'd be like, fuck, like I'd get pissed. And I was like, holy shit, like I didn't give a fuck. And I had just worked, finished a night shift and I literally went to Discount Tire, hadn't even got to bed. Went to Discount Tire that morning, got it fixed. And I was like, whatever, it's going to get taken care of. And so it's just like, I've just become aware of like, but especially that book makes you become really aware of like what paradigm of consciousness you're like living in for sure and it's really cool how he, he tells you like how to like progressively keep stepping up to me it doesn't really feel to seem like anybody stays in one forever no y- you don't at all like, to me it seems like it's constantly fluctuating it is yeah but it is it's dope ass but that way it's, to be aware of it is is uh but that way one. you're aware of it like oh fuck i'm in fear now like i'm acting out of fear right now right 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 like for example sometimes it happens to me uh whenever like I don't know, like the thought comes, like a thought, like an anxiety provoking thought comes into me and it's right. like, oh, you got to work on those tracks. And then, and then, and then I get anxious. Oh, you get overwhelmed. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, fuck, I'm acting in fear. Like that, that that's fear, right. you know, that's playing yeah, into that happens right? to me too. Yeah. And so I thought it was a really dope book that made you really aware of all that shit. It's yeah. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Super dope. That's it's, dope, It's man. actually on mom's audible account. So you can, oh, really? you can listen to all those books. I mean, when I make, <clears throat> when I make music, all I try to think about is just getting myself in the most creative, free, almost just like oh, open exactly. mind space. Yeah. Least judgmental, like, right? Yeah. Where yeah. I just am like in the best vibe and I'm just like creating and it's not always like that. And sometimes you don't right. even make good music like that. Sometimes you make good music whenever you're really emotional. Um, yeah. for me personally, but <clears throat> I don't know. It's just interesting, like being in control of that and just realizing, you know, I think artists, one thing that separates us from everybody else is that we know about that, like creative place that you go to and how awesome it is. And I think a yeah. lot of people don't necessarily no, so know true, that very well. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's makes people a lot, like I always say this, like I, you know, I think daddy Nat, <clears throat> I'm going to be successful and I'm, you know, going to hopefully start touring and start making some good money from this, but I don't expect anybody who isn't like in that culture 
to know what the fuck I do and how yeah. I make a living. Right. Yeah. And so that's something you kind of just have to get comfortable with. I mean, you know, there are people I could talk about, you know, that are legends in this town. Fuck, like Gary Clark Jr., for example. There's thousands of people that you wouldn't talk to them. Millions of people even wouldn't talk about Gary Clark Jr. But like, what? Who? Who yeah. are you talking about? I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, you're just a dude. <laughs> like, and so <clears throat> I think about that basically a lot about how as a musician you kind of it's almost like dude do y'all ever feel like there's like some jealousy there or something from people who are like oh you guys are gonna go work on music because it doesn't look like you're working you know i mean people are always like oh bro people don't think you're working they're just like all right well dude guess i'm gonna go do this it's it's work yeah no for sure no, no but, for pe- sure. but people don't understand yeah literally nobody thinks like, you're actually working yeah like especially yeah. in like relationships oh and shit. my god bro, bro. It's just i know like, you're <laughs> gonna we go, go work on there we go. yeah i know i know i know like <laughs> don't even get me started yeah no but it's but it, like it's actually like oh it's like you actually just have to put in hours and hours and hours yeah. like there's and the thing no is there's a way. lot of that time where you just you're have just, to get in the right no other way like yeah like for everything, like not even just making music, like it's like we got a DJ, we got to practice, we, we we got a gig coming up, so we got to start like really grinding that, and then we got to make be making music, and then it's like okay, we need content, we need to make YouTube videos, like it's just like yeah, a they, non-stop, like, like, like and sometimes like it kind of sucks because in your relationships, like even your parents, like yeah, they don't get it, they think you're just out having fun, man, right? And I mean, you are, you love it. But there's some serious thought and efforts and grind that is like that goes with it, you know? It's not a casual little hobby. It's right. what you want to dedicate your life to. And people can't relate to that. I feel like the most clo- people can't. Yeah, most people can't. I feel like the closest thing that could be related to making music. I like trying to put myself in the mind frame of an athlete. Honestly, it's they everything, fucking yeah, yeah. grind their ass off with their bodies too. Yeah, it's the yeah. same shit. But I think it's everything, bro. Like you wanna do you want to own a business? You want to fucking be a photographer? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. You want to make your livelihood that one thing? It's going to Grind take some it out, grind. bro. Grind it out for yeah. 10 years and see where you're at. But I the mean, best really part, what you were saying exactly. earlier, is getting, like, I guess we're talking about level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. The fucking flow state. Oh, oh exactly. It's so yeah. good, dude. Have you read that book, bro? Dude, no. there's a book called yeah. Flow. Yeah, I have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's have it. crazy. I'll borrow if you I've want. just talked about with friends and then you're always you're always striving for it bro you know dude what I mean? um what right i know for a fact it's cool because even just talking about it you know exactly what the fuck that is do you know yeah. do you know what the flow state is no oh, me well, he's definitely yeah. experienced it, yeah. i mean i've experienced it but I, I wouldn't say i don't haven't read the book well so the flow state so. is basically just like when everything just works perfectly yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. when you're just so hyper in tune and like for music it's whenever you can write a song in 15 minutes yeah. and it just fucking flies out of you. You know yeah. what I or, mean? Or well, sure, not even sure. not even necessarily like you write it fast, but it's like time doesn't even, time ceases right. to yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Time is just not existing anymore. That's true. You're, yeah. in com- you're in a complete present state where creativity is flowing out of you and it's almost effortless. You don't even have to think. You're completely inspired. Like, And uh, one of the things that the book talks about is like when you're in a flow state, the perfect amount of challenge and the perfect amount of a, uh, uh, how was it? It's like when challenge and effort like meet, like like it, it requires a certain amount of difficulty for you to become in a state of flow, but it has to be like at, at the same time, like the right amount of engaging. 
It's fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah. We're, uh, that, we're, that, that was like the science. That's um, and, uh, something I should check out. Yeah, yeah. I have the book right there. I've like I've uh, also heard the audiobook from that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I'm 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 leaning more towards audiobooks now. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah, it's so much easier. Like in the car and stuff. Yeah, I just have so, so much, much time in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you like make the so much easier. Yeah. Man, yeah. you were you were talking about like the levels of consciousness, like the shame state. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, uh, whenever I try to work on music, I'm just like, man, why haven't I been? Why don't I do this every day? Why haven't right. I been working on this? And I feel like I'm almost like shaming myself. Yeah, you gotta stop doing. Yeah, that. you gotta stop that shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't. It, do, you it can't kills fix. like three hours of yeah. productivity. You could have had eight yeah. hours. You yeah. said you had five. Yeah, dude. Don't yeah. don't dwell on shit. You know, you did what you did. Fucking period. Just fucking keep going. That's why yeah. I try to keep telling up. myself yeah. like, all right, you're gonna get in the flow state of mind. Like, get your joints warmed up. Like, let's, I mean, yeah, I think it's not even like dude, that. Good, dude, there well, is, there's yeah. something about good food and good, like, oh, joints stuff like that, bro, up. that gets you there, man. Dude, and it's so true, like, physical, uh, like, like, uh, physical action. Man, I'm about to go buy some good fucking food after yeah. this. Dude, like, physical, yeah. physical movement will get you in a better state of mind. There's it no, will. There's no doubt about it. Physical movement. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah I've experienced yeah. that, too. Um, like, that's why I'm so hyped. Do y'all want to do a little workout after this? I'd be, yeah, 100%. I want to fucking go to the wakeboard park. Let's that sounds, go. That sounds super dope, honestly. Yeah, that sound dope. I'm getting fucking kind of well, well, hyped I know. We're getting, we're getting yeah. hype right now, dude. All right, hold on. Before we go any further, it's been like 18 minutes, and we haven't even said welcome <laughs> to the Bad Brain Cue the Max intro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Max, give us the intro, give baby. Give the intro. Welcome to the Bedroom Podcast. Come on, dude. Give us one more better what than that, bro. That, he's like, he's like he's, he goes... I can do it if you can't do it. Hey guys, welcome to the bedroom podcast. It's uh, called the bedroom, bedroom musician, musician oh, podcast. Okay, okay, wait. All right, what what was <laughs> bedroom? Like, what the fuck? We just the hang out in the. Bedroom? I'm Ron Burgundy. Welcome to the bedroom musician podcast. Yeah. I think it goes. I think it goes like this. Sup, bitches! This is the bedroom musician podcast. I remember, I, I remember how you did it last time. It was fucking perfect. He was like, "Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bedroom musician podcast." Uh, I think we all butchered it. <laughs> was it like more creepy? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Musician Bedroom Podcast. You've literally fucked it up. We'll never put Max on the spot to say the intro ever again. See, okay, I was in the flow state before. He's in the shame state now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. This this is the bedroom. Good God. All right. We're going into the fucking weekly segment where we talk about what we did for the last week. Not worked, but what we did for the last week. Um, Max started it last week. Ricky, Mal, what have y'all been up to, bro? Tell us about it. Was it a successful week? Yeah, it's actually been a pretty successful week. Tell them about the gig and stuff. Tell us about the gig, bro. Pretty sexful week. It was a pretty sexful week, bro. It's a pretty pretty sexual week. Of course it was. It was a pretty sexual week. Sexful. Pretty successful. Pretty successful. Mal, you ready to lay it down for us? Yeah, bro? so, um, I mean, basically, I think we talked about it before. We've been, like, trying to make re- build relationships with uh, people here in town. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, that slow, just, like, you know, showing up, talking to them. Word. And, like, not even, like, asking anything. Just yeah, just, like, just being cool. You know cool. what I mean? Just yeah, being yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, he just hit us up, like, two days ago. And he's like, yo, he's like, I got y'all on for next week. He's like, um... 
it's already like an event that's made. So he and he's he's got like all night or something. So we're just gonna like be like a special guest or whatever. But Word. basically, I mean, this guy Lefty, he runs like a lot of the techno shows here in town Badass. and stuff. So he's definitely a good guy. Like, dude, he's hustling, bro. He's, he's like, hustling. he he DJs everywhere. That's awesome. He's also promoting, yeah. like, cause and he's also running these shows. So like, he's a good guy to fucking. No, he's a G. He's a fucking. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a baller. He's so. coming up. Like, like I could see this guy like running some serious yeah. events here in Austin. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's for techno specifically. So he's really into house and techno. Yeah, it's just techno. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. He does do like bass. Music he does too, do bass but, shows too. But he told me he's like, nah, I'm starting to fuck with the. House and techno shit more. Sick. Yeah. yeah. And dude, when I was talking to him, the first time I met him, uh, actually, when it was Max's birthday, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, I just started this uh, last year, South by Southwest, and they gave him, um, what was the venue called? Uh, Empire oh, Control. Empire, yeah, at Empire, and they gave him that one night for South by, and Sick. they liked it so much, and they and they let, let him have it once a month. Word. And now... He's got other venues now too that he's promoting, and so that's the one we're gonna be DJing at. Are you gonna play Empire? No, it's not an Empire. It's native, a native house. Got team. you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, so how, how long is your set gonna be? Like forty-five you know? minutes. It's like forty-five to an hour. That's awesome, it's bro. It's gonna be yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's like super low pressure. Yeah, yeah shit, I know. I've been. I know how Native's flow is. Oh, it's I mean, I've, I've never been a Native. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Y'all yeah. should go grab a drink. We should go grab a drink in Native this okay. week because it's a dope place. Sick. Sick. It's well, like, Friday. Let's get a drink there. Now you guys should go before though. Yeah, like yeah, to check it out. Let's scope cool. it out because it's super chill. Fuck yeah! It's like open bar, then another room, and the room has like all these lounge seats or whatever. Where is it? Uh, it's on Fourth. It's right on Fourth. Right where Thirty Five is. Oh, okay. Oh, fourth so on the east, on the east side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically on the east side, but uh, just like literally right on the corner. Right on the corner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. I know exactly where that is. Um, yeah. Cool. Fuck I yeah. mean, it's an amazing spot, dude. So, dude, that, that congrats is a good to you guys. What else? What else went Sick. down this week, baby? Dude, uh, I actually like. Dude, it's so crazy, like like what you were saying, like how we just met this guy, it's super, like, that's how, like, it's so crazy, because, you know, you hear that advice, and you're like, oh, dude, that's never going to happen, it honestly does, like, just cultivate, form the relationships, and before going for the ask, and before you know it, you, you know, you're, you follow each other on social media, um, they see you grinding, you keep send, you send them a little message about like whatever they're posting about. You literally cultivate a friendship and a relationship. And before you know it, I'm not saying I'm fucking best friends with this guy. Right. But he knows we're grinding. He knows we're here. And then he was just like, oh, I need a guy to open for us. Yeah. He thought about us, which is super dope because he has all these other people to consider too. But he hit us up for some, for some reason. So it's super dope that we're like slowly but surely like getting our foot in the door in the community here in Austin. Yeah, there's a mutual respect yeah. there. And I think yeah. um, and there's a lot to be said for that, man. I mean, it, there's something to be said honestly, man. And it's, it's funny because I come back to this often. Um, and that is, dude, just make some, make some amazing music and really focus on that. Yeah. I, you know, I was watching this interview with... Uh, with Anderson Pack, and he went on this one, and he was basically talking about his life. And the guy who he was um, interviewing with, I think he's called, he calls himself Dumb. It's like his like DJ or his MC name. He's this Asian. Oh, I, I MC. watched that. I watched the the one you sent me. Oh, you watched that? Yeah, dude, it's sick. So yeah. so Anderson Pack basically, you know, he goes through his whole life. So you watched the whole thing? Uh, I watched like a good chunk of dude, it. Dude, it's cool. Sure, so yeah. yeah, so he talks about his life, bro. So Anderson Pack apparently. Like all through his twenties, when he was like all like early twenties, he always wanted to do music, 
Yeah. But, you know, he had a ki- he basically got a kid pretty early. You know, a kid who's an eight-year-old right now. So he had it in his, like, mid-20s, had his wife that he's married to. And he played church music all the way through. And that's how that was his hustle. He just played church music and then would, did whatever odd jobs that he could. Didn't have a car. And he basically knew this guy, Dumb, who would, had a studio. And he met him in his, like, late 20s, like, 26, 27, and started biking to his studio every Damn. single day, dude. Yeah. And basically would just Shit. go there for eight hours, like a job, just every single day. And then did church music, too. You know, that's how he keep it. But this guy let him have the studio. Yeah, yeah, from where I said he, he, wrote, he said he could use the studio. And, and he basically wrote all of um, Venice, I believe, was his first album, or Malibu, whichever one his first what album was, was. was. Bro. Church? Oh, it's, it's, no, it? dude, it's one of the It is a piece. Like rap? I think I thought about It's like R&B and rap, and oh, it's like sick. pop, and it's like probably one of... Dude, he's probably one of my that. favorite artists. Those two albums together, they're just amazing, bro. And What's he did all this on his grind. Anderson Pack, he's Anderson huge, Pack? bro. Yeah. Basically, Dre signed him. Dr. Dre signed Damn, him after that in 2015, and he got to work with him. Oh, yeah. Dude, and now but he's dude, like he a started super, off kind of late. That's crazy, bro. He started off real late, That's and crazy. but he's but he was just always talented, dude, and so um, he put in the work, but just in a yeah. different way. I feel like very similar to how Max and I are because we haven't been really. Releasing Dude, produced he's huge. music for very long. So he's Ven- the bit. He's the so biggest. Ven- Venice was his first album. Yeah. So Anderson Pack, dude. He's like, I mean, I love Malibu though. Oh, Malibu's amazing. Yeah, I even his- like. I don't even mind Oxnard, dude. Like his um, what was that? It's the one he released earlier this year with Dr. Dre. But dude, oh, he's nice. he's amazing, bro. And so basically, this guy, you know, he. He is an influential figure in the industry. He plays drums live when he sings as well. I mean, bro, he's hell yeah, he's amazing. Um, by dope. far, one of like my top artists. If I was gonna put artists on a list, he's sick. like on that list. I, I always like finding sure. music like this. Um, so yeah, man. You know, I was just kind of thinking about it, and it's like, man, what he talks about on there is it's really just all about focusing on the craft, man. Dude, you know what? Just get the music right, bro. Figure out who you are artistically. Try everything. Exactly. Try everything. You know, don't dwell too much on one thing. Yeah, I mean. You know what you just made me think about? What's that? Um, so I was watching this video. It was Elon Musk talking, and he was saying that um, when he was starting his company, he didn't spend any. Re- when he started Tesla, they didn't spend. They spent like five percent of the budget on advertising. Ninety-five percent was just on the product and just to make it better. Like he wasn't even. He, he was like he was even reluctant to spending any money on any sort of advertising before he knew the Tesla was like where it had to be at yeah yeah and I just thought that and you know we I, it made me think about you know where we are and we're like wow like he literally just focused on making the best product yeah and dude it almost sells itself it's fucking crazy yeah honestly yeah for sure that's like what I kind of sometimes try to like. No, I know, you and, know what I and mean? I remember like, you said that a lot. It's just about the music. And yeah, it's so true. It is, and like we like, just got to keep going with that yeah. always. That's like our fundamental, yeah. like our, our base. Like before we do anything, yeah. the music just has to be fucking exactly. on point. Exactly, and I'm glad we got a little taste of marketing, and we're gonna keep doing that. Yeah, but like I, I like how right now we're like just hardcore. Like let's go back and like like back to the drawing board yeah. and like let's let's get this shit real tight yeah I mean and that, it's fucking working out good honestly yeah. that is yeah. cool like talking about getting the music perfect and you're just saying it pretty much sells itself whenever you make it so fucking good exactly and then that just popped in my head it's like yeah fucking hit up labels 
Like, if your music is that good, a label yeah. can't really Well, it's say also like no. it, what I've really found about it, and it kind of goes back to what you were just talking about, about in networking, you know, in real life. The same thing applies for networking on the internet. For example, if you want to go work for a label, figure out exactly who owns that label. Figure yeah. out all the influential friends in their life. Go follow them. Like their pictures, comment on their photos, do these things. Exactly. Basically, it's it's a it's a way to show up on the internet. Exactly. Yeah. And dude, like I literally have people that I try to comment on all the time. They've seen my name. Yeah, They've liked yeah, my comments. Sure, yeah. They've yeah. responded to my comments. Like, yeah, that shit pays and off. They keep seeing you in the long yeah. run. You keep yeah, throwing they, out. No, you you keep sure. throwing it out. You keep throwing your two cents in there. Throw your two cents. Find the people who are not cents. getting, you know, 15,000 comments on their photos, exactly. right? Find the people who are getting 100. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, what, I, what I was saying back no, to the label sure. thing, if you're, I guess. But you're right. Kinda, you're right. If the music's good enough and a label and you have your, you and know, you stuff, know that you it need fits to do with both. the other artists on that label. Right. They're going to take, so, un- unless you just somehow just act like a total idiot and say the dumb shit. Well, dude, shit the thing is, if your music's that good, like, people will work. listen to it. It's like, you know so, what I mean? Like, I've never made a song as good as One Night. I feel like I've had more oh, people I reach know. out to me about One Night, yeah. you know, than ever before. I think Do You Feel will be similar or whatever. And do you kind feel, of I like, actually like Do You Feel kind of better. Yeah, that's what Max was saying. Yeah. I mean, and I think it, I almost do too. I liked writing Do yeah. You Feel more than I like writing One Night personally. But all I'm saying is, is like, I feel like you just have to get people to listen at that point, Max. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Whether you're yeah. paying promotion for it, yeah. whether you're uh, just busting your ass and sending it to as many people in your network as possible, whether you're figuring out a way to build a, grant, a funnel on some sort of platform, like you just have to get people to listen to it. And then if the, if it's good enough music, yep. they're going to dig it. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why I'm so pumped on my I was texting you the other day I was like do you think it would be lame if I copied Tame Impala and did a side B album and remixes and you're like fuck no that's sick dude I think I, you should definitely do that I love I think you could call it something other than side B but you know what I mean like, I was thinking of other names but I, I want an album and there's always a flip side or maybe it could just be like some album that I don't promote as much but it's with all collaborated people for sure and that helps it. I mean, I think time. that'd be dope. But yeah. um, all right, going back to what, yeah, we what were else doing did you guys do this week? week. <laughs> um, so I yeah, love it when we go on tangents like that. Bro. I mean, that's dope though. We yeah. went we so, pretty deep um, into something. That's what podcasts are for. Yeah, going deep. Tell them, Rick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could call that it collaborations and remixes. Slowly but surely, getting our foot in the door here in Austin. Word. And like what you're saying, like what we're just talking about right now, like we've literally been in the studio trying to finish these two tracks and get them like fucking perfect and nail them down Word. and send them start send them off as an EP to labels, to labels right? yeah. yeah 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 so that's the move we've just been in the studio that's sick man it's exciting yeah it is exciting Word, trying bro. to get that music per- fucking legit legit yeah yeah you've been focusing on any new songs right now Ross um, I've just been writing, so I've gone through this thing, you know, yeah, so what, what I've been up to this week, um, I have basically been focusing on writing, probably, I want to do probably like 30 to 40, maybe 60 ideas, I just want to get like all these ideas out, and then I want to go curate and find the songs that I want to like complete and make like exactly songs, and I've probably gotten like, probably like 15 that I've done right now. Have you um, ideas? Have you met with Brian lately? 
Uh, nah, I'm going to go try to meet with him in October. Oh, so okay. So I'm basically working on, because I have all these other songs, so I'm going to release this other album, and I'm going to figure out how I'm exactly going to market it, but I want it to be like thought of as like Time Capsule or something, because they're oh, all cool. my older songs. Are they done? Yeah, I've got five other songs completely done. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm, basically what I want to do is I want to add like a little intro skit and things to it. I also have two other songs that I kind of want Brian to finish. Um, and then I just want to bounce it out as like a second project and probably release like a couple of them as singles and then drop the whole thing with a couple skits on it. Um, but anyway, with all that said, that buys me some time to write new music. And so that's what I've been focused on is just basically getting these ideas out so I can have another album that I can release on the first half of twenty. Uh, or 2020. So yeah, I want to release another album, hopefully in the first quarter of 2020. So I'll have Dope. released this little EP. Then I'll release uh, another EP. That's more of like winter vibes and older stuff that I've worked on. And then it'll be all brand new stuff from there. Sick. Dude. Uh, speaking of albums. Um, so I, I just became a bass player for Tyler Bigley band, a really cool country band. And, um, I was talking with one of the guys yesterday and speaking of albums, I was like, God, I always had that idea, but it's so sick that somebody's doing it now. So have y'all ever, or maybe Ross, have you ever heard of Sturgill Simpson? Of course. Yeah. So I guess I... He's the biggest on the planet, in my opinion. Yeah. I've only heard a few... I've only had heard a few of his tracks, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody's like, dude... He's the king. They're like, he does the psych country type stuff, but... What he's about to do on his his albums he's about to release right now, he has a whole animated movie that goes through the whole Oh, that's album. dope. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And I wanted to do something like that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to do like, that. Dude, that is so sick that if someone I had five that big grand is just doing sitting, that. Yeah, if I had five grand just sitting around, I could pay this dude online probably to do that for me. Yeah. Five grand. Holy shit. For what? An to make like an movie. animated movie. I mean, dude, five grand is cheap. Yeah, the, no, for sure. For probably album, Stur- though, for like 10 songs, an animated movie. Yeah, I'm saying for my guy. I feel Sturgill like prayed probably 150 yeah, for that. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's going to be easy. 1000 Yes. What? Do you not know how artist works? What's going to happen whenever you're the biggest artist on the planet? Are you going to charge the same price that you pay right now, which is free? No, of no. course not. Yeah, well, Sturgill's label is not going to let him go hire somebody who's, who's not Sturgill? the best on the yeah. planet. He's Sturgill a Simpson, country biggest country music western star. Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's outlaw good. country. His, everybody that I've talked to, uh, I was like, uh, they all listen to country music. And I was like, they're like, what kind of music do you do? I was like, oh, I'm working on kind of like an indie rock, psych rock project. And they're like, Dude, you like Sturgill Simpson. They yeah, man. I can't believe that. you haven't heard of Sturgill. I mean, Sturgill's crazy, bro. I've heard that once before, but I... I, I mean, I saw it. him play live, and I was like, oh, shit. This guy's the real deal. Damn for real? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's sick. Because he has like almost like a Nirvana vibe to it, almost. Like, it's interesting. But he's also got the straight Hank Williams, like, country good vocals for it. Yeah. How do you spell it? Uh, S-T-U-R-G-I-L. Found him. Um, but anyway, man, yeah, he's, um, that's cool, dude. He's cool. And, uh, um, I'm super stoked on the new Midland album too. <laughs> yeah. I know you were saying that. It's, pretty dope. it's yeah, definitely man. like Doobie Brothers Eagles vibes. I'm just like, that's always been my favorite. For sure. It's super sick. That's sick, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, he they may not be vinyl. your style, bro, but he's cool. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, and then let's see. I um, apart from that, I've been I got my song on a couple other playlists and got it on like a bunch of release radar recently. Sick. The one night, so I just hit five thousand plays a day. That's pretty dope. I've been getting like three fifty to four hundred a day for the last few days on Spotify. So that's wild. That's, that's cool, man. My monthly listeners are getting up. You know, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping it just keeps going, man. I'm just going to keep putting money into it because I believe in that track and I also believe in Do You yeah. Feel. So, you know, I think those two together will help me get to where I want to be. Now, this next piece of... I've also been considering how I want to release this next piece of music and I, I'm trying to get the skits down right now, which is, um, which has been fun. Um, I actually kind of want you guys to help out for some of that potentially. Um, but anyway, I want to... Uh, I want to get to a point to where I have all that complete. I get basically everything locked down. I release it. And um, I've been thinking about like the artwork for that, how I want to market it. I think I'm going to start it off on Loom and just release cool. it on Loom and basically see what feedback I get from it. And then I'll decide whether or not I want to like, because that could be a gift to Loom in a way if it turns out it's something that like, you know, because I got a lot of different stuff on there. It's funny because I feel like I'm right at that point right now where a lot of people, you know, they may listen to some of the new stuff that I, or the old stuff that I've done. They'd be like, oh, that's kind of nothing like what you've done right now. Like that's, um, yeah. you know, I don't really know what to think of it or whatever. But I think in actuality, what's going to happen is, you know, Anderson Pack was talking about this a lot as well on that on that video we were watching. Where he's like, dude, just release it. Don't listen to nobody's opinion. Hell yeah. And like, I'm yeah. actually kind of like, whoa, what if... That would be cool. See what happens with it or whatever, and drop it on Loom and see, you know, what kind of feedback. You're talking I get. about your old stuff that you recorded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before basically, one before night one night, and do you feel? So I'm gonna do it. Uh, but I want to get. I really want to get the like some skits down for it. So I don't know if you guys want to do pictures or anything like that after this, or like a little bit of, you know, any of that, like we we usually do for content, but. Yeah. If you guys could, I would just like, and it really doesn't need to be much. We could just be, I could literally probably take some of the stuff from this podcast and throw it in, you know, of conversations that we have into the thing. But anyway, I'll talk, we'll talk more about it, but yeah. Um, so yeah, man, just kind of planning the album release. And, uh, I went to a networking event for loom on Thursday. That was cool. It was cool, man. Um, Met a bunch of different artists, met some people who have heard of me online and were fans of me and were, you know, stoked to meet me or whatever. Um, it was kind of an interesting spot. Hops and Grain is uh, like they don't usually have a DJ setup, so they had a DJ setup for this. And then they did a comedy thing afterwards. And uh, it was just funny because, like, they're not used to having like turnt like rap music playing. I don't think in the corner. And it was funny cause we were all just networking and chatting and, uh, there was definitely a divide from like the hipster bartenders and like the partying oh, networkers or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it was cool, man. Um, we just, I met a bunch of artists. There's a guy who opened a studio on the, on the East side that I'm going to go check out soon. Met a bunch of other, you know, rappers, met some guys who throw dope shows at scratch house. Um, Met a bunch of artist managers. Yeah, man, it was it was good. Found out I got a write up and there's my, I got a shout out in the Austin Chronicle. Oh yeah, for the Loom uh, event. Who said that? Who's telling me that? Was it you? We were riding in the car. It's pretty cool, right? Oh right, yeah, 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 dude, yeah, yeah. I need to go I fucking. Like, oh, I need to go get that Austin Chronicle mag. So anyway, man, it's it was a good week. You know, I uh, put in some work and and uh, I'm 
kind of uh, just going to keep doing the same thing, man. You know, Sick. hopefully this playlist stuff continues to go well for me. And I'll, we once I get this whole playlist push thing done, we can talk about that more probably yeah, next week. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes, Yeah, man. I'll let you guys know what the results are once it's all done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'll show you. I think I'm about That's to put good. out this next single pretty soon. Do it, homie. Do it already. Well, I've fucking do it already. Because last week I talked. Do it, Max. Last week I talked about how I just finished the movie. <laughs> hey. Uh, What's up, everybody? This is the Bedroom Musician Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Bedroom Musician Podcast. <laughs> what up, everybody? You yeah, made me go all the way down, over there. Oh, no. okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are we sampling now? <laughs> Making sample noises? Max, you go. How was your week, Max? Tell us about it. Well, I talked about it last week how I finished my mix. Um, and I got stoked on it, and then I got discouraged from making a stupid little video. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, I guess my process is I'll make a mix and th- so I've taken a break from it this whole week so that I can go back, listen to it and fucking know what I really want to do for the mastering. Sick. And, uh, Noise. Tell us about what you're going to do with the mastering. Uh, Did you decide already or? I'm, well, pretty much what I do cause I have ozone eight and they have that reference feature. Dope. So I'm going to really dig around and see exact. I have a couple of songs in mind, but I think I'm going to do a little more digging to see exactly what song out there that I'm like really stoked on for the style of the single I'm about to release and use that as a reference track and then dial in all the settings from that reference track. I've been super stoked even for mixing uh, some of the wave plugins. Yeah. Dude, you start with the presets it's like okay i'm gonna do like i don't, even maybe for some of y'all stuff i've always thought this would be an interesting thing for electronic music too if if you find a synthesizer and it has any kind of similar electric guitar type of tone to it fucking go to that ssl channel and and click uh one of the guitar presets and then dial in the EQ from there. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, usually some EQs will have like leads and, you know. Leads. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have all that shit. Too. Leads are very similar to guitars. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I fuck around with that shit all the time. I feel like I've learned so much from testing out presets almost than anything else. Yeah, yeah. No, presets help so much. There's it's nothing, like, there's you, nothing you, wrong it, with presets. And if you're feeling super lazy on one day and you have a pretty raw track out there, just fucking go through and put presets on everything and then just sit back and listen to it. And then you're like, you start to learn what each preset is doing and what each compressor is doing. Um, but yeah, I think we were talking about this, like to make them work super effectively, be sure you're tracking at around negative 18, 24, negative 18. Like you could, I, I, I've been trying to do, usually I do my average level at negative 18 but I've been starting to think I've heard some of, some of my friends do negative 24 and the very peaks have that hitting at negative 18 and then start putting in plugins and shit. And 
I'm gonna try that on my next. Or you said yeah. you're gonna. We gotta get better at um gauge gain sta- staging. Gain yeah, which is that gain staging yeah. is yeah. fucking yeah. huge. Like it's not as big anymore because it's more uh unless you still use analog stuff, a lot of analog. Well, stuff. I do a lot of recording but on instruments. Also, All my shit's yeah, recorded. Then, then that's very so, important. It's super yeah. important. That is very important. But uh also, yeah, because you're actually tracking shit. Yeah. Um, but. Plugins like Waves that are modeled after analog, it's still pretty important to do that yeah. because they're modeled exactly. after the It's weird because board. even in Ableton, it shows that it's not clipping in Ableton, but you put that plugin on there and it's fucking blasting clipping through the roof. Yeah, we need to make sure all that gain staging is right. Yeah, yeah. we definitely don't get it right. Yeah, well, which is like all over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah. it's all over the place. And then by the but end what's, of the- what's cool with y'all is that you use some synth plugins and it could just sound fucking dope as shit raw by itself, and you might not need. Yeah, I mean, maybe. maybe you could put a little EQ on it, like a high pass filter or something. But just depends. At least that's yeah, yeah. exactly. Like anything, just depends. Yeah. With music. <laughs> yeah. It just fucking depends, all right. Yeah. There's no absolutes, guys. There's no absolutes. Um, Gotta know that shit. That's Don't true. be like, I do this to my kick all the time, all the time. Kind of just depends. Yeah, you can have like good chains though. That you keep. You oh, know. exactly. But you modify them to adapt it to the track. <clears throat> well, you know, that you're I, making every track. Yeah. I've never, ever, done the same thing to a track. Yeah. Ever. But it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. what's interesting. Every track, I learn something new from every single track I make. I try to as well. That's why I kind of was going in. Teaches me. Yeah. The craft becomes the teacher. You know what I always thought was interesting though is that I've been playing with this country band. Yeah. And. uh Max, you should come out to my house and make music, dude. That yeah. way we're just both competing in the room, just who can make music faster. Oh, who can be the loudest, probably? Corners. Yeah, dude. Just fucking, <laughs> fucking you go fuck with his mic or something? Sabotage <laughs> shit? No, we should. I mean, we fucking did that for the Bedroom Musician podcast song. That's right, we did. That is one of the sickest beats ever. It's probably... You go slap him in the face, and then you go back and make your beat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it encourages um, our, us, dude. It reminds. I'm like um, in the zone, and then no, Ross no. smacks me across <laughs> the side of the face. <laughs> dude, um, no, that's something interesting. Me and Ma- me and Mal were actually talking about that yesterday. We were here DJing, and we were like, uh, like I love how we are, like our dynamic, because it is, it is super healthy. The su- such a healthy um, amount of competition. Yeah, that, I know. that me and Mal have because when Mal makes something dope, I'm always like, "Oh fuck that," you know. I'm gonna yeah, make, exactly. you know, and I always give him props when it's super dope, you know. And it's and it's like, but inside of me, I'm like, no, no, no. And I we know. Were, we were and we were talking about it because we we're like, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have each other. Right. That's called like, older brother syndrome. Yeah, I mean, the little brother's always brother more syndrome. creative, always more talented, <laughs> and then the older brother gets jealous. It's not true, baby. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you the older brother? I'm the younger brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. I'm always creative as fuck. No, no, no. I'm the older one. It goes. Oh uh, shit. It goes both ways for sure. Like that's how. It, like, I mean, I'll be like fuck. That sounds dope. Like fuck you. I'm like damn. I need to fucking make shit. Like fuck. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. So, sometimes, helps. sometimes like. I can feel that like I'm on a roll and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking beating yeah, Mal right now. And like then Mal the will start like making some dumb shit. I'm like, there, fuck. Like, yeah. because it's not like I'm keeping secrets, you know? We're right. like sharing everything with each right. other. It's like, there's no ego involved. Right. But it's like, the, the amount of competition is like, it's just perfect. 
because everything is just you know uh, compounding you know because cool, he learns shit i learn shit and we just like stack it but yeah, bro what i wanted to go back into what i was saying earlier is now that i've been playing with this country band uh tyler uh had some uh merch for sale and he had one of these cds i was like oh dude i didn't know you had an ep he goes oh no i was uh this foundation called me and was like hey we want to feature you on one of the top uh we're doing an album of like all te- texas country artists and we want your single to be on it oh, right. so his single is on it with a shit ton of other country artists who the, the band you're in yeah yeah oh shit and and so it was, means I was it's your single nah well <laughs> oh yeah mine would fit in there for sure <laughs> but uh yeah it's your band Oh so yeah! Like, oh yeah! Know. Yeah! No, it's well, it's already there and done. But anyway, we—he's just playing it. Yeah, you didn't write it. No, no. Yeah, he he did this like years ago. Oh, so uh, this country band—it's all originals. Yeah. Oh, sick. very cool. I mean, we play covers, but he's trying to get all of his originals recorded. You guys play—that's badass. I think he is leaning towards like he wants to. Did cut you say out. play Tennessee whiskey? No. Nah. I asked him that. He's like, um, yeah, we got to... You guys play Sweet Home Alabama, right? You guys play Sweet Home Alabama, right? I mean, we could, but... I think he is trying to lean y'all towards de- doing his original. Y'all should definitely add that to your sense. The guy that played after us... Dude, I want to make some gospel music. That was today. just some That's sarcastic. I'm about to go make some gospel music, bro. The guy that played after us played Sweet Home Alabama, and then the drummer came in, he's like, all right, hit it, Taylor, or whatever his name was, and then he's like... Uh, Chilling out, out and relaxing, all cool, while shooting some b-ball. Out. And oh, it that's so cool. it went so perfect with the whole uh, "Sweet Home Alabama" song, but it was pretty funny. But that band was killing. They're fucking. They came in all big dick with their trailer. They've been on the road like all month. Nice. And they were super tight. <laughs> they, uh-huh. they fucking had so much gear. All big dick. They had a fucking. <laughs> all big. Dick. They had like a definitely the podcast name. They had the biggest dick. <laughs> they had like a fucking closet guitar rack on the side dick. of the stage. It was nuts. Yeah, man. I mean, but. But what I was the whole point of this, what I was trying to get into is I was listening to the CD. What'd you dress like, home. Max? Hold on, I gotta know this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just wore fucking need some boots, bro. Dude, I was wearing my Converse <laughs> shoes, and I looked at the rest of the band. They're all wearing boots. <laughs> I was like, what do you God. <laughs> I was like, I, I pointed. Out, I was like, fuck. I'm not wearing boots, guys. And one of the guys goes, what are you, gay? <laughs> but Bro, who the fuck is this guy? It was so funny. But, uh, Psych rock. He so goes, he had flip-flops. Yeah. Throw off. Who the fuck hired this dude? No, Imagine was, if you had your long hair, bro. It was... Yeah. <laughs> bro, you shouldn't have cut it. I right? know. Fuck. I know. But no, we literally all wore Fucking. t-shirts, trucker hats, and the jeans. The one rocker-looking dude. I know, yeah. <laughs> Playing the bass, dude. One note. Boom. 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 Dude, yeah. You, you would have... Sh- why do you... That's all right. Good. I mean, you, well, I'm glad now, you cut uh, your hair, bro. I'm well, me and Ricky are making a pact. We're both growing our hair out. Together. Yeah, I'm growing my hair, bro. I'm doing it. Yeah, I ain't stopping. Full ass head of hair, I ain't bro. stopping. Yeah, you got some I ain't good stopping. hair. You yeah. need a, this is the only time in your life you're gonna be able to grow it long as fucking. It bro, looks it's amazing. gonna be like I can see it already. It's gonna be like yeah. Like, luscious baby hell yeah it's gonna be luscious cause when it gets to a, if it grows out it'll get to a certain length where it just and that's exactly out. what I that's gonna be the awkward phase which is starting right what? now 
this. That's when you wear a hat, though. It's fucking, it's fucking, like, it grows up. But eventually it's going to fall. It's going to look good. But it's going to be about a year till that happens. Yeah, man. Here we go. But anyway, I'm still trying to get to my point, but I keep getting caught. <laughs> uh, I feel like I struggle with that too, man. It's like, I'm getting there. Fuck, hold on, oh, Ross. Max. Stop we're, interrupting me, motherfucker. We were talking about mixing, and you guys are like, the music teaches me. I never do the same thing every time. Yes. And I was listening to this so country. True. I was listening to this country album on the way back, and country music has such It's so basic. Set, no, they kidding. have such set instruments i feel like yeah, yeah, yeah and so i was like I, I was imagining if you got really good at mixing country you can mix any fucking country band in the world and because all the tones you're always recording similar tonal similar guitars maybe similar bass and similar drum styles and uh, and maybe like organs and violins maybe get thrown in there and maybe some horns and it's like obviously you can do anything but i was saying for this album i was listening to was all every single song was lead guitar, rhythm guitar, bass, and drums, and some of them had some organ, and that was pretty much what it. What about harmonica, bro? Yeah, I think some of them had that too. But what about it's, violin? Some it's, violin. It's cool because yeah, I guess in the background on some of them. No, some violins are lead, bro. Oh, like fiddles and shit. Yeah, fiddles. Yeah, yeah. But what I was saying is it's just a select handful of instruments. You're not like dealing with new sounds that you discover right, every day. Right, right. And so if you get really good at mixing all those, you have your like similar preset things that you yeah. could do every time. And no, then, that's so true. And then like build off that. Yeah. Then I think the only way that your maybe your EQs will change depending on what key you're playing in. Yeah. That's that 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 sounds I was like, true, yeah. I was like, damn, it was, just, I was just, it's just a crazy world to think about. It's like rock. I think, I feel like country is the most raw form of just straight up. It's like the, the rock and roll literally made country what it is today. I think Rolling Stones and shit were like no, there's the, the biggest dude, influences for country. Country is almost like blues, but with like a twist. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is blues. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it, it's, like that. That's the, those are the keys they use, right? Yeah, yeah. They use like all the like what is it, pentatonic? Like if yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sang, we should fuck around with different scales like that. That dude, there's I've seen it. I've seen tutorials and dude, so I there's play, some DJs that use some crazy scales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dude, like pretty much my scales I do all the time is minor pentatonic. Minor pentatonic. And I mean, I, that's, I try. I've been trying to get more into major lately, but that's that's pretty much all I do. Yeah, pretty much all I dance tracks are minor. To do, like, I've been. I saw. I was walking around the record store the other day. You know, Umphreys McGee. Yeah. They fucking are just wizards. So they do every kind of scale that you can think of, and it's like they're just so about the. That's the modes. I can't wrap my head oh, around modes like are crazy. modes and shit. Yeah, d d d just think of it of a new scale. It's pretty much just what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but it's the same key, just a new scale. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's just Love. like crazy. And if you just listen to their music, it's like you just have to be able to nerd out. Like, um, I saw a breakdown of Calvin Harris, um, that the track he did with Dua Lipa. Um, and this dude was breaking it down. What was the name of that track? Give me one time it takes, one in love with me. Yeah. What was that track? What's the name of it? Can't think of it. I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, well, it's like the most famous fucking track by Calvin Harris now, I think. And um, One Kiss. It's a one kiss is all it takes. Oh, and, oh uh, yeah, I know that yeah, song. Yeah. And uh, this dude was breaking it down. 
And dude, Calvin Harris is a fucking G. Like the shit he was doing, like he fucks with modes. He was really? fucking with modes in that track. That's why it sounds the way it sounds. It almost sounds like it doesn't resolve. It's dude, it's it's such a crazy like the artistry behind it is so simple but insanely clever and genius, honestly. There's a Zed yeah, song damn. that's yeah. like that too. I saw a super dope, super dope video talking about modes. the chords. Yeah, he was going he was going to different modes in that track. Super How do you do that? No, it's just pick the right notes. Part of the scales. It's part. It's, it's part of a new scale. Part of a new. It's, well, it's a new scale. A mode is part of the same key, but it's different notes, and it does include, um, uh, like other sharps, yeah. which you would think it's part of a different, uh, key, but it's it's a new scale on this in the same key. Yeah. yeah. And there's all these different names for all these modes. It's fucking crazy. Damn, That's some, fuck around dude, with that shit. It's, it's pretty crazy. We can make so some one like, thing that yeah. I progressions that yeah. It's like if you're just taking like minor stuff, it's like you can only do like so much. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? No. But yeah. If you really start to like yeah. You can really fucking make these fucking progressions. Like like what's that? What's that Egyptian? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't anything or, uh, crazy complicated. Like, I wonder. He just knew what he was doing. I wonder like the shit we heard at Resistance. Some of those chords, like super like, I remember. I don't know. They're like super like sure. dissonant. Oh yeah, some stuff is crazy dissonant, but it sounds like in key. He, they might have used like some crazy modes. Yeah, oh, I gotta send you guys this thing. I have a folder on my computer. It's the I bought it for like seventeen bucks. It's every key you can think of, and it's just like tons and tons of different chord progressions in those keys. So you'll yeah. click C, you'll click on the C folder, and it has all these different types of C chords that you can and how they put it together yeah. and then you could copy and paste the MIDI onto your computer and it oh, has a, and you can chop it up like yeah. oh, actually dude, dude. also uh, Captain Hook has that Captain I, Hook? I have this plugin oh. called Captain Hook and it has all these but I don't know if it has modes and shit I'd have to check it probably does dude um, I know Hook Theory have you ever heard of Hook have you heard of Hook this Theory? one has mo all the pen like all the scales so you click on the scale Shit. you click on it's the wait, key it's, like, it's on the computer yeah I'll send you the I'll send you guys the folder it's fucking crazy sick have you heard it's of a uh, crazy chords oh, it's like and, a, and it's just like midi midi it's, it's like files. a five bar midi file yeah oh yeah. sick i got you yeah. yeah. have you heard of um uh hook theory i think so it's super dope like they have like a library of like you know thousands of tracks on there of like all all genres and you can get all the midi um then it'll actually tell you like the, the the core progression of those tracks. So you can go back to like the Beatles or like what Tame Impala did or like I remember seeing like some shit Zed does. Like it's fucking crazy what these dude Zed does some cool shit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Zed, also Zed oh remember you showed me um that one track by Disclosure? Oh dude, the sh the, the music theory in that track is also really crazy. Really? Yeah. Was and it Omen or was it Lash? Omen. Omen. Yeah, and all that shit's on um uh, Hook Theory. Man, yeah, and you can get the MIDI. You can get the MIDI. It That's gives you the MIDI. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm gonna do this tonight. That's I'm right. also gonna do a uh, a video of me reviewing this MIDI, MIDI pack that I bought. It's called Unison. And they make these MIDI packs, and they essentially have oh, every different genre and uh, different core, like 25 core progressions for every key in every genre. And it's very interesting. That's sick. 
it's uh you should make an Egy- egyptian song tonight well dude it's like <laughs> it's just like it makes it for me personally it's like oh well i can use these like basically generic chord progressions yeah go pick the samples that i want to use um for for the song and just go through all the different keys that i have and it just kind of makes me yearn for other music you know what i mean there's like there's something about sure. finding like a certain sound. Like I've been getting back into my micro Korg a little bit. Um, I've just been thinking a lot about, you know, the, the sounds that I want to use. There's, there's a lot of vocal effects I've been using currently on my, on my vocals, which make it like a really high pitched overtone.